Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Miscast Review. I am your host, Jake O'Mara. And, and as, I am your lovely co-host, Donovan Hall. Yeah, he's here, as always, with his plate of food, as always. I, I hope you guys don't mind the ASMR. Yeah, it's a little bit of ASMR. Free, free ASMR for your uh, ear holes. Enjoyment. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. So, last week... The pod went up uh, a little bit late, so it feels like we're recording this like very soon after the last one instead of the normal week. But today's Tuesday, yeah. though. Yeah, but didn't we record on Wednesday? I don't think so. I think we recorded on Tuesday. Did we? I think so. Huh. I'm pretty sure. Oh. All the days blend together, though. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I think you're right. I think we recorded last Tuesday. And then I edited it on Wednesday, and then I posted it on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Or did I post it on Friday? I don't know. It, it's neither here nor there. But the point is, we're back. Back with another episode. The coronavirus can't stop the miscast review. So, how's your it, week been? Not, um, sorry. She just has mouthful uh, of food. Delightful. Um... <clears throat> yeah, no, my week is great. Um, so, everybody knows that uh, coronavirus has been shutting everything down. So, uh, I have had to stay inside, which is kind of a bummer. Um, except for the fact that I'm actually a pretty good cook. So, I've been like making f- food for my family and friends that come over. Um, you didn't cook me anything yesterday. You just made me microwavable tacos. <laughs> uh, well, I fed you, didn't I? Yeah, that's true. That's true. You gave me cheesy microwavable mini tacos. So those have cheese in them? Yeah. Okay. You didn't know that? No, I, I just felt like it was chicken. like 90% cheese. I felt like it was like 95% chicken in there. What? But you anyway. You must have been eating something completely different for me. Um, I, I've kind of been making the most of the situation, you know, kind of curl up with a good old um, cause of death and some that, that's a it's a video game it's a, no it's like a book it's an interactive book so and like some ice cream um, and yeah so um, just kind of chilling out um, basically doing things uh, you know I've been learning uh, doing a little bit more guitar let's see here um, I watched a YouTube video on how to dance. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I've, I've been having a, a good past couple days. What about you? Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, you know, this whole quarantine thing really hasn't affected my life any differently than normal because I was already staying inside 90% of the time anyway. So <laughs> things are pretty much the same, um, except my job. I just found out yesterday is shut down. What? For yeah, all men's warehouses are closed. For how long? Just until the 29th. So for like two weeks. Okay. Yeah. So I go back on the 29th. God, March has kind of been a stupid month so far. Yeah, and, you know, uh, 2020 has has not really been that great of a year. No. <laughs> this is as of lately. I mean, we had. Uh, 
rumors of World War Three about to break out, and, and now a worldwide pandemic sweeping through. Didn't something happen in February too? Yeah, I think that was the like World War Three thing. No, that was January. Was it? And then, so that was January, and then February. Well, I get the coronavirus started in February. January was. I think January was my favorite month of this year because February and March have just been stupid. Yeah. Like, um, globally speaking. Yeah, globally speaking. Personally, it's it's been fine. <laughs> Not really anything's different, but um, yeah, my weeks, you know, it's been pretty solid. Just been watching some movies, going to work. Yeah, not too bad. All right. Yeah. Um, well, what, what news do we have for today? Well, speaking of coronavirus, all our news has to do with the coronavirus. So oh let's uh, saddle up for some COVID-19 stuff. I'm ready, Jimothy. Um, well, it, has every, it all ties into how it's affecting the film industry, okay. which is really stupid. Um, it all started with James Bond getting delayed till November. Yeah, that's, that was weird. That was the first thing that happened. And now, uh, then it was Quiet Place 2 got delayed indefinitely, which absolutely sucked because we had a press we screening. We had a screening uh, to go to that. What was it, yesterday we um, were supposed to go? The 16th. So, yeah, yeah, yesterday. Yeah, 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 it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as of recording this, we were supposed to go to a press screening for Quiet Place 2 yesterday, which was canceled, which sucks. Jake was very excited. Yeah, I mean, I haven't been I, to a screening in a while, so I was pretty excited for that. Yeah, Jake was excited to see the movie. Um, I was excited to go to a screening. Was that was your press? first screening, right? It, was, it, it would be. Your, it yeah. would have been. They're, they're a good time. I went to... My first one was Greta last year. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, it was fine, but I, I, at least I got to see it for free. <laughs> so that, that counts for that, but... I wasn't too impressed with the first Quiet Place, but... Yeah, I think this, this one's one going to be better. good. Um, and then I didn't write this one down, but I saw there's an article about John Krasinski, um, I guess, having like a really great idea for a third one. Okay. So we'll see. Once we finally get to see the second one, <laughs> um, we'll see how a third one can work. Because hmm. when I first heard the news of a second Quiet Place, I was like, no, I was like, no, yeah. I, I don't want this. No. Is John Krasinski, actually, he's in it, right? In this one? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't there like flashbacks? Yeah, he, he's in flashbacks for like day zero of the like apocalypse. So, um, but you know, when the trailer came out, I it gave me hope for it. So yeah. it looks pretty good. Um, but that's delayed indefinitely. So they'll probably just release, like come out with a new release date once um, everything kind of starts going back to normal. And then Fast and Furious 9 got postponed pretty much an entire year i think it was supposed to come out this month or next month Mm -hmm. and it's postponed until april of next year so no new movies are coming out at all not in the next few months are movie theaters still open actually like all movie theaters in la are shut down what about in san diego like you know where we live no i right now i they're still kicking i think but i they probably Um, they'll probably end up shutting down once, since everything else is kind of shutting down right now. Mm. Um, yeah. And the Fast 9 being postponed is, 
and it's just going to make the series last even longer because they're supposed to be I, next year 10 was supposed to come out and then 11 was supposed to come out the next year which was going to be the final one I, okay so i thought the one where paul walker died i thought that was supposed to be the final one uh, was was I wrong or did, did I yeah, misunderstand? No, I, or did, I, was that a thing? I guess you were wrong. Hmm. I think they always envisioned for ten. Okay, but I think it was like the story for ten was like so big they decided to just make it two different movies. And now, so now, now Dwayne Johnson's like a you know like the sweetheart of like the film industry. Yes. Um, it's because he is entertaining and he's cheap. He's, yep. not, he's not too expensive. No. Um, more uh, things that are being affected is Mulan is delayed. No. Uh, yep. Uh, and following with Universal, with Quiet Place, uh, Lovebirds is delayed, which sucks because I was really looking forward to that. That one looked it was the one with uh, Kumel Nanjiani, or I can yeah. never pronounce Kumar. his last name. It's Kumel Nanjiani, non, whatever. Nanjiani. Yeah, he's the Pakistani comedian. Yeah. Uh, it was a comedy, and it looked so funny. I was so excited for it, but that got postponed. Yeah. And then I feel so bad for New Mutants, because that got postponed again. And that movie's been, like, being delayed since, like, 2017. Really? Dude, oh my God. this thing why, cannot come out. But why is that? Uh, the first thing... So, I think it was originally supposed to come out in, like, late 2016, I think, or early 2017. And then it got delayed for reshoots, because I guess the director wasn't happy with the cut of the film and wanted to make it more how he wanted it. Mm. So, then it got pushed back because of that. And then it got pushed back again until this year. That, so it got pushed back from 2017 to 2018, and then it got pushed back to last year. But it got postponed to this year because of the Disney-Fox merger. So it couldn't come out exactly then. And then now it was supposed to come out, I'm pretty sure, next month. And then now it got delayed again because Corona. Dude, New Mutants is cursed. I don't think it's ever going to come out. God, sounds like a guy I used to know in high school. Yeah, this movie, I think, was filmed like in 2015. <laughs> it's just never coming out, man. Never never coming out. I don't think it will ever end up seeing the light of day, if I'm going to be honest with you. You know, sometimes um, when uh, things can't come out, they just need a little encouragement. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I understand the thing about a guy in high school now. Okay, okay. I just flew right <laughs> over his head. It flew over my head for a minute there. I get it now. I get it. Um, this one's not as uh, heartbreaking, but the Batman stops production. The Matt Reeves, Rob Bat, Bat and Bat, Batman film got delayed. Rob, Robert Patton, Battinson? Yeah, Rob Bat, Bat and Bat. That got that production has stopped for that for two weeks. Robert Battinson. Yeah. Okay. Which is it's it's okay. It's just two weeks. They're just halting production, and then they'll pick it back up. So it's yeah. it's not a big deal. It's not really going to affect when it comes out. It'll probably come out like two weeks later okay. than normal. What it's scheduled for right now, I imagine, and that's. Pretty much all like the movie 
catastrophes that are happening. Like just pretty much nothing is coming out right now. And um, most of the studios are just releasing these on on demand. Not only has 2020 been a pretty dry year for movies uh, thus far, except for The Invisible Man was a gem, which I'm not sure. Did you end up seeing that? Oh, it was so good. (sighs) I didn't get a chance. Um, Yeah, no. Go go see Invisible Man. Well, don't go see it right now. Yeah, well, uh, they'll be uh, dropping it on demand. Yeah, soon. find a way to watch it because that's that's a really good movie. Um, so that's probably my favorite movie that I've seen this year. Nine really, out of ten. Yeah, for sure. My favorite would probably be uh, uh, Big Time Adolescence with Pete Davidson. Oh, yeah, that's a Netflix one, right? It's a Hulu. Or one. Hulu, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. Is it funny? It's so funny, dude. I was laughing the entire time. Oh, really? It's. And I haven't really... I want to see a movie where Pete Davidson and um, Adam Sandberg are, like, brothers or something. Oh, and like that would be hilarious. Adam Sandberg, or uh, or no, Andy Andy Sandberg is, like, the, uh, you know, he's, like, the uh, upright brother who's, like, in college, and he's, like, trying to, like, make good life choices, and then he gets a call from, he gets a call from Pete Davidson, and he's, like, hey, so, um... I actually got stopped at the border. <laughs> Somehow, there's a ton of cocaine in my trunk. No, I don't even know where it came from. It wasn't even all mine. <laughs> and then, like, you know, Andy Samberg's life just kind of, like, flies out of control. And, you know, it, it probably... It, I, I, I'm sure they could make that pretty funny. And you could have, like, Adam Sandler, like, guest star in it. Oh, hello, God! <laughs> no, that was... That wasn't that Yeah, Hey, guys. Oh, my God. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, none of you guys steal that idea. It's That's, patented. It's We're pat- going to go pitch it tomorrow morning. Don't even try it. Don't even think about it. That's yeah. It's, like, it's done. David Spade could be in it for like five minutes. Do something. Chris Rock. Chris Rock could like... <laughs> oh, my God. No, I, I could... I could totally see that movie being a thing, though. That w- that would be funny. Yeah, that that's probably my favorite film I've seen so far this year. The one that I just made up? No, <laughs> Big Time Adolescence. Oh, okay. The one oh. you just made up would probably be my favorite film of whatever year it came out. <laughs> but oh, yeah, no. Um, as far as in theater releases, though, it's it's pretty dried up, which is cool because yeah. me and Jake are pretty much just doing, you know. Um, We've kind of changed our template for the pod. Not really doing new releases episodes unless it's something that we really really want to talk about yeah i don't want to waste time seeing like something it's like nothing to talk about it was okay oh what do you give it six out of ten well three out of five yeah it was also like just it was hard to schedule to make sure we can both go to the movies and watch it make sure we see it yeah Yeah. it was just kind of hard to schedule that and I have a feeling it, it would be a little easier now. Well, now it would be far easier since your schedule has cleared up significantly. So, but um, but still, you know, just we'll cover new releases when it's something we really want to talk about. Yeah. Like, um, what what is coming out this year? I already forgot. Um, I was pretty. Oh, like French Dispatch. Oh, French Dispatch. That's probably yeah. that's something we'll definitely cover For on the sure. pod. I mean, yeah. Wes Anderson. Um, the new Taika Waititi film we'll probably cover. Yeah, whatever that is. Um, um, so yeah. Um, I mean, probably Black Widow. I, it's that's not a movie. Oh, that that, could, that got delayed for. too. Oh really? Yeah, I forgot to mention. It. I just saw that today. Oh, for until <laughs> yeah. how long? Indefinitely. Wow. So I mean, probably next by probably by the summer. You know. Oh, that's it. 
Yeah, because, well, all of this is probably, it's suspected to blow over by July. So by then, they'll be able to predict when they can release the films and actually have them do good. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, um, probably not too long. Um, but yeah, Black Widow just got the way, and I think that's pretty much it. That's been delayed so far so pretty much everything that's supposed to come out within the next two months is just completely done looks like yeah but i was really excited to see Mulan too that actually looked like a pretty solid disney remake yeah no for sure um <clears throat> well shall we hop into silence? let's get into it we have we have a lot to talk about here oh my god wow so Okay, I I was kind of talking throughout the whole movie. Like, I'd pause it and I'd, like, pick a comment. So, Jake probably knows, you know, my thoughts pre- primarily on this film. But, <clears throat> yeah, so Jake can lead off of this one. But before that, Silence is uh, almost three hours. It's two hours and 40-something minutes. It was the same. About um, the same as Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, it was, like, two minutes shorter. So I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, directed by Martin Scorsese, came out in 2016, and it stars Andrew Garfield mm-hmm. and um, Adam Driver. Adam Driver and Liam Neeson are in there. Yeah, they, they're, they're not appearance. like Adam Driver has far more screen time than Liam Neeson does. That's true, but yeah. still, Garfield is like he's the, the, the character. Star. I totally thought film. it was kind of going to be them two, and it turned I did out too. it was just going. No, yeah, I know. It, yeah. I don't know kind of how they marketed it, but then it turned out. Oh no, it's just kind of Andrew Garfield's movie, like kind yeah. of his adventure. Um, so, uh, yeah, basically, it's uh, let's see. I have the uh, description. Read the description or the summary of it. Okay. So, the movie is well. IMDb says two 17th century Portuguese missionaries, Father Sebastian wrote. Rodriguez, who's Andrew Garfield. Rodriguez is Andrew Garfield. And Father Francisco Garape is Adam Driver. Garape is Adam Driver. Embark on a perilous journey to Japan to find their missing mentor, Liam Neeson. While there, the two men minister to the Christian villagers who worship in secret. If caught by federal lords or ruling samurai, they must renounce their faith or face a prolonged and agonizing death that's a pretty good description that's of the a, film that's a solid description was that yeah. from like google or imdb that or? that's uh from imdb okay yeah so that's basically what the film is about um and it got it's so underrated and flew under so many people's I don't know radars how i have i'd never heard of this movie i mean how'd it, you how'd you find how'd you learn of it well i saw the trailer for it Back in 2016, okay. when it was coming out, just I was at the movies. And the trailer came up before some movie I was watching, and it looked amazing. And I really wanted to see it. And I knew it was by Scorsese, who I loved. And then when the time came, and it got nominated for some Oscars, I got really excited. And then it didn't win any Oscars, and I was like kind of pissed off, even though I didn't see it. Did it come out during Oscar season? Uh, yeah, it came out in December. So like prime Oscar season. Oh well, they 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 don't know they don't deserve to have this movie. Yeah, and know. 
now after actually seeing it, I'm even more pissed off it didn't get any uh, wins. Like no nominate, no best director, no best actor. Oh my god! Um, Andrew Garfield. This was probably one of the best. I think this is the best I've performance I've ever seen from him, and he's one of my favorite actors too. Um, yeah, probably the best performance I've seen from Garfield thus far. I mean, I've seen some really great um, performances of him, like uh, Under the Silver Lake, for example, which you're about to witness that. But oh, he's okay. so good well, in he's that a, movie. You know, obviously an amazing actor. But, um, you know, I, I feel like you really kind of got to, like, show off, like, how amazing of an actor uh, he is in this. Like, he kind of went through every single, like, emotion that a human can feel, um, you know, and he just, he, you know, being distressed and... Wow. Um, what? Okay, I just looked up <laughs> what it was nominated for at the Oscars, and it, the only thing it was nominated for was for cinematography. Which was amazing. I mean, the like, cinematography was phenomenal, but still, that's insane. Oh, can't believe that. No, I love I love the the cinematography, the camera work in it. It was. I'm gonna see who took that one home. Because I know that year was La La Land and Moonlight and all those films came out. Oh, okay. I think Probably La La Land came out. Oh, well, okay. I guess that's fine because Andrew Garfield got nominated for Best Actor for Hacksaw Ridge that year. So, Oh, okay. I guess it's okay that uh, which he I haven't got seen, na- but... nominated for that the same year. But I haven't seen that one either. But I mean, I, I, don't know. I'm surpri- I don't know how anything can beat this because this was... One of the best performances I've seen in a movie recently. Um, where is the cinematography? Oh, okay. Yeah, La La Land won cinematography. That's fair. Mm. That cinematography is... It was good. Insanity. There is a story in every shot with just the colors. Oh, for sure. So If you, if you want to hear more about La La Land, we have an episode of, about that one. Yeah, we deep dive into the cinematography of that film in that episode. But um, so yeah, uh, God, silence was. Where to really begin, man? Jeez. So basically, you know, when they're him and Adam Driver first get to Japan, they're looking for Liam Neeson because he's their mentor, and they're like, mm-hmm. Liam Neeson. He went is, missing. He went missing, basically. Like, and apparently he's renounced his faith, and like that's impossible. He would never do that. Um, you know, he was one of like the strongest priest that we've ever met you know um and uh it turned out that um you know spoiler alert after a while they found out that that actually did happen he was just kind of like you know living in japan as a sort of spiritual advisor but not really with the christian faith um and this movie is also i want to say about that like this film is so like masterfully like crafted crafted exactly that like it's about christian priests you know trying to minister to um you know like other christians who are being oppressed and stuff but it's not like i wouldn't call it like a christian movie no like not really 
you know, it's just, it's just about that. And it doesn't try and push any sort of agenda. It just kind of shows you what Andrew Garfield goes through when he's just like wants to, you know, tell people about his religion. Um, and, uh, you know, like everybody's like just about everybody's just trying to come against him and, you know, killing the people around him. And, you know, they tell him to, like, step on, like, Jesus, like, a picture of Jesus is, like, to renounce his faith. And, like, this guy, like, stays strong throughout all this crap that he goes through, even though you can tell he's, like, in so much pain and having so much heartache and uh, just, you know, basically having an awful time. Yeah, that's one way yeah. to put he's it. He's just having, he's just not having, just not having a, a good time. Grand time over there. Um, the cool thing about this is that uh, even though like the story, it's based off of a book, and the story of the book and the film is a fictional story, uh, it's based off of real events that happened. I, I thought all so. These priests. Yeah, that would make sense. And I was reading up on it after I got home after we watched it. And, like, yeah, that's, like, what was going down in Japan in the 1600s, which is just nuts, you know? And now that you have freaking anime everywhere and <laughs> no one really cares what anybody does, which is funny. But, um... No, that's... Yeah, that was... That I, was then. I just, uh... I don't know how to, like, formulate thoughts about the film... Other than, like, I was blown away and just kind of shocked that Scorsese pulled this off. Because this is, like, like we were talking about after we finished watching it. This is, like, nothing he's really ever done before. I know. It's not, like, his style at it all. It doesn't feel like a Scorsese film. Like, while watching it, I forgot I was watching a Scorsese's film. Exactly. Like, like everything Tarantino does, it's like, oh, that's, you know, Tarantino. Yeah, Wes they have Anderson their trademarks. has, like, his, you know, like, little, like, whimsical types. They of, like, all have their style that you can tell that you're watching their film, you know, when you're the watching The only it. trademark I can think of is that of this being a Scorsese movie, or I guess two, is it was really long. Yeah. It was extremely well done. Yeah, and like Scorsese does not make bad like subpar products. No, not even. I mean, well, maybe Hugo is. He didn't direct that. Yeah, he did. He directed Hugo. Yeah. With the the kid who lives in the clock. Yeah. He did not. I, do, I, I, I know swear. he like produced that or something, but. I'm pulling it That's up. That's weird. Um, so he directed a kid's movie. Yeah. Ah, okay. I didn't know that. I, Did I'd you like see that? See, no, I'd like to see Tarantino direct a kid's movie. No. Or a PG would, movie. <laughs> that would not no, turn that, out That'd be well. funny. Um, I'm looking it up on Letterboxd right now. Um, if I can spell Martin Scorsese correctly. Um, going to his director's page. Uh, yeah, I mean, I yeah, there it is. Directed. Hugo, right there. That's weird. Yeah, man. Don't oh, knock over not this again. table. <laughs> and that was in 2011, too. No, that was, yeah, that was a while ago. 
bear with these weird noises. Don is trying to fix the leg of our table. There you go. No, that's not even close let's to normal. A, let's not have a repeat of that that other night. All right, we're just going to pause. Okay. Oh, no, it's fixed. Okay. It's fixed. I was going to pause the pod for a sec. All right. But, yeah, no, that's – he did Hugo. And a lot of people, I remember at the time, was saying, like, silence is Scorsese's return to form. And, like, he's back making these grand films or whatever. Imagine how disappointed all these people must have been, like, you know, if you wait for the next movie by your favorite director. And it's like a like a kid's movie. Hugo. Yeah, it's Hugo. <laughs> I, I – saw like bits and pieces of that and it looked it looked fine yeah, it was all right i didn't see it, it. just compared to you know like goodfellas it's, or casino and it's no taxi driver. taxi driver and all that it's like well, no <laughs> it's just not even like comparable really and, no and what's interesting about silence too is not only is it like you know it's not like in a city it's in um like out in japan in uh rural japan um and like it just kind of turns everything on his head but he doesn't even use his uh normal uh, arsenal of actors either like robert de niro's not not in it joe pesci's not in it um who's another scorsese regular harvey keitel really oh i didn't know that yeah well what is what is he in mean streets taxi driver uh I think he's in Goodfellas for a second. Um, oh, okay. He's in. I think he made an appearance in Casino. I don't oh, remember. Leonardo DiCaprio, of course. Yeah, Leo. How could I forget? Um, Leo's like his boy. And then, what is his other? Oh, and then he's in uh, Irishman as well. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So none of the, none of the normal guys are are in this film. It's just. You know, I, I feel like he uh, wanted to try something different, and he did, and he completely succeeded. So. Yeah, and this isn't – also, it's not, like, too out of, like, his realm either because he did uh, Last Temptation of Christ as well. That's true. So That's true. this is kind of like an extension of that film he did. Yeah, so, both in themes and, like, setting. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen that one, though. I haven't I, I got to check that out. I have to as well. Yeah. I remember it got, like, heavily scrutinized when it came out. Like, it got bad reviews? Yeah. Why? It was just, like, I think the content of it. Oh. Uh, yeah. People just were, like, touchy. Did... Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, and I you had like to, like, the... fight to make it, too. Okay. I don't think this film is really controversial it would be controversial at all. Like, no, like it's, it's just kind of like different. shows what like a missionary kind of went through in order to, uh, another thing, Andrew Garfield isn't like trying to shove his opinion off on people. He's very, he's very calm. He's very patient. He's very like, you know, uh, accepting of like other people's beliefs. Um, you know, and too bad they aren't accepting. Of yeah. Well, I mean, they, that was just the thing that was like, really confusing too is like they like liked him (laughs) like they were like they weren't mad at him or like wanted to hurt him or anything yeah it's just like they didn't want him preaching the gospel to people over there they're like we don't hate you but just don't do this yeah you can't do this and it would be fine but uh he kept doing it (laughs) and doing it and doing it and then they got a little bit more frustrated with him and then finally you know 
he snapped when they were had all like it was like eight of the Christians in the pit and to save their lives he had to renounce his faith and he heard God's voice talking to him mm-hmm. too it's telling him um, it was alright yeah um and you know I think that ending was so amazing too cause you know like they're saying how he they buried him in the Buddhist way, mm-hmm. and like they zoom in and they show you that he's still holding that little cross, the yeah. crucifixion in his hand. It's like, oh, yeah. I remember so you got so excited when you saw that. You're like, oh, I knew it. He's all right. No, yeah, I, that was that was really cool. Um, but what do you think about some of the uh, the deeper themes in this film? Like, you know, perhaps like what it means like how far you go for what you believe in or like what do you mean like break that apart from okay, me okay so um obviously first of all um andrew garfield and adam driver you know obviously they risk their lives to just kind of minister find their um their uh teacher and make sure yeah. he was okay their plan wasn't even to like minister to these villages. They just wanted to find their teacher, make sure he's all good, and then go home. Exactly. But then they got there, and then they got all caught up with these villagers, and and it just all spiraled. And and out the of guy, um, that the one dude, the G, Jigichiro. I don't remember his I, name. Something like that. But their guide. Uh, the yeah. the guy. Let's just call him Churro. Yeah, Churro. So uh, Churro. It was kept, something like that. It was something like that. He he sold him out. Uh, Andrew Garfield, I, like once or twice. I think once, right? Uh, it was once. Well, first going back, he like he dipped he, out on him. He first like renounced his faith against his family and watched his family die, and then he got brought the homies into Japan, and then confessed to andrew garfield's character and then he had the opportunity to not denounce his faith again and then he denounced his faith again and then took off and then he came back again and didn't denounce it again and then dipped and then he came back and then he sold he helped andrew garfield out but then he sold him out for like 300 shillings or whatever it was and he's like look i didn't even take the silver yeah and then um then what happened after that then he was like his helper and he was yeah it kind of reminds me of the relationship between uh can you get a little biblical here between peter and jesus like no matter because peter was an a-hole oh my god like he just kind of spit on jesus's feet you know he uh, just sold him out to say he said um well he didn't sell him out but he was said uh you know he denied knowing jesus yeah like three different times in like an hour um and no matter what jesus kept coming back and forgiving him um i yeah. i agree he is like that and also so their relationship was totally mirrored that night yeah. no matter what he kept forgiving uh the churro even after he wasn't a priest anymore and he was like please like forgive my sins like i i need this and andrew garfield was just like dude i'm not a priest anymore i can't you know but then he did it anyways did it anyway yep so oh, yeah, also kinda- andrew garfield can i just say 
looks like freaking Jesus. He looked like Jesus towards, towards the, the end. end. Yeah. He got a big beard. His hair his was hair is really long. long AF. I was like, man, I want to see Andrew Garfield play Jesus in a movie. <laughs> and I know like um like the missionary, like the Spanish missionaries had like a really, you know, negative reputation. Um I, I just did like a report on how like, you know, they were like really butting heads with the Native Americans when they came to America to like change uh change up their their beliefs and ways of living. Um, it just was not really a good situation, but, um, in that, in this way, uh, Andrew Garfield serves as like, you know, not all of, not all of them are bad. You know, I don't think his character has like one negative quality, honestly. No, I mean, Uh, he doubted what he is. He was doing. He doubted, but he never gave up. But he never gave up. He never like really got angry at all. You know, he would get frustrated, but that was really it. He kind of was just really steadfast the entire time. Just exactly. Like, there were so many, like, the dialogue in this movie yeah. was so good. I'm not talking, like, like Tarantino type of good, where it's like, oh, that's some, like, woody dialogue right there. No, it's it like, was just it like, makes you whoa. think. It, like, hits you. And this movie, like, you feel the runtime easily for sure like, yeah you this can is, feel it's almost three hours long it, this is definitely feels like there's you're watching two movies in a row it was painfully slow at times it, it was it dragged like, a little bit for sure it wasn't like painfully slow in a bad way though yeah no because i like, didn't want it to because it like wants you to feel the pain yeah i would just be sitting there like wow we gotta be almost through done with this thing man this yeah. is and then you check like and there's forever. another hour left yeah i was like what we paused it to like go to the bathroom or something and when you paused it i was like shocked i was like dude there cannot be another hour left in this movie i feel like we've been watching this all day oh i know but i mean i also didn't want it to end because it was such a beautiful looking film and it was just everything about it was so good that i didn't want it to end oh i know like every time Andrew Garfield was so good at uh, delivering, like, dialogue and, like, everything he said, you just kind of, like, felt for him. Yeah. Um, and he's, like, you know, like, when he said, um, like, am I talking to no one, like, Jesus? Like, are you actually there? Are you listening to me? Mm-hmm. And then, so you're, like, okay, I'm totally with this guy. And then when he's talking to Liam Neeson in the Buddhist temple, Liam Neeson's bringing out some good points. And you're, like, okay, so, like... I'm now I'm listening to you because like it's not like he's totally rejecting God and he's an atheist. He's just like, you know, I I feel like Liam Neeson in this movie, he was you know he was only in it for maybe 15 minutes. Yeah, but like he's the personification of like, um, I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. Right. You know, and then you know Andrew Garfield is more like. You know, like I'm spiritual, but like this is my this is my life. This is my like right. This is my creed. This is you know my duty to kind of be a priest, <clears throat> and just kind of that dynamic. I just thought was so uh, interesting to kind of listen to. Um, and uh, let's see, yeah, just the movie really did make you like feel kind of like hit you and gave you stuff to chew on and think about um so yeah i feel like it definitely accomplished what it was trying to do yeah and 
the fact that this is your first Scorsese film. I know, right? Is, that's a pretty good entry. Uh, I, I would say I so. I mean, just, you know, be warned. This is nothing like nothing any like of his it. other films. The rest of his films are filled with Irish mobsters and a lot of murder and drugs and gangs. And ah, it's going to be great. <laughs> I definitely think the next Scorsese film we talk about should be um, probably Goodfellas. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. a. I feel like that's kind of his uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, you know, like that's his like you know the most popular one. Except this is for a good reason. What well, Jake doesn't like Pulp Fiction. I love Pulp Fiction, but I don't get the praise everyone gives it. It's Reservoir be- Dogs is far superior. <laughs> I'm sorry, it just is. I I'm not gonna argue with that because I too love Reservoir Dogs. Um, and you know everybody's so great in that movie, but Pulp Fiction was you know revolutionary. How? Oh, well, because just the the way it told the story, like so, not, obviously so not nowadays. Reservoir Dogs did that first though, and I, Dare I Ca even better. I mean, with flashbacks, but it didn't tell it in like an episodic. Like, okay, you could. Do you know how many times I've just gone back to Pulp Fiction and just watched like the the um, you know the Vincent Vega and Marcellus Wallace's Marcellus Wallace's wife sequence, or just watched like the Gold Wash episode. It's like uh, that's pretty. But good. then, like when you watch it all together, it's like a new understanding. And then, like you can. Be like, okay, if this happened here, then. Well, I, I mean, I'll give you that. It's, it, I mean, it is a phenomenal film, and I do love it. I just would say all of his other films are better. I wouldn't say all, but I think he's definitely Majority. done better films since then. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> hateful eight. Yeah, no, I, no, I agree. Still um, number two for me. So good. Because Once Upon a Time is my favorite. Oh, it's that one's amazing. Yeah, but. I mean, yeah, so Goodfellas is probably the next Scorsese film I'll, we'll watch. And then I'll have you go through Mean Streets because it's kind of like the predecessor or the whatever comes before. It's like all the things that he does in Goodfellas, you can see him like learning how to do those things and those like aspects and techniques like in their infancy in Mean Streets. Okay. Which is just, mwah, and that's love it. that has uh, Leo in it, right? No, that like, was is like that Gangs of New York that has Leo. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Wait, you've seen Wolf of Wall Street though, right? Oh, okay. I oh. guess that wasn't my first. Scorsese. All right. Well, then scratch all oh, that. Yeah, I, I forgot. <laughs> this is your second Scorsese film. Okay, but if it makes you feel any better, I think I saw that when I was thirteen. Okay. So well, that's which you know, thirteen year olds should be seeing that movie first of all. No. But um, please no. It don't take your kids to see. I that. didn't really appreciate it, and I just kind of saw it as like, oh, this is really crazy. What's happening here? Well, also, Wolf so, of Wall Street is also very. I feel like not like his typical film either. Yeah. You know, also true. It's Scorsese's the like gangster guy, you know? Yeah, no, he for if sure he's making a movie that's doesn't involve gangsters and like being in New York. It's not really a Scorsese film. I feel like, you know, but it's still going to be a phenomenal film. Yeah. No, that's exactly. the thing, which, which this was, you know, back to silence. Yes. This, this definitely was, <laughs> uh, no, for sure. A phenomenal film. Um, I mean, I don't really have any negatives. Like, I wouldn't, like, 
Okay, so like uh, when telling someone how good this movie is, I'm not gonna be like, oh, let's go watch Silence, because you know, you, I feel like you have to. You have to be in the right. You mood have to be in for the right. It. The what? The right mood for the it. right mood. It's very mm-hmm. long, so you have to have time. So it's not something you can just kind of throw on. No. The screen. Not at all. Um, and it's not something. I don't know. It, it, I don't really think that you'll notice a whole bunch of more stuff the second time around. Maybe there's like little things like all movies have like that you might observe, but um, I don't really want to watch it again just because it was, you know, it's, it's pretty heavy and I feel like I kind of got, you know, enough from it the first time. So the rewatchability yeah. is kind of low. But Yeah, definitely. I probably won't rewatch this for a few years. Yeah, no, for sure. But no, this was... Yeah, it's movies like this. I don't want to say it's an enjoyable movie, but it's such a, a, a well-crafted movie. Oh, yeah. Easily. Oh, my gosh. So is there uh, any last points you want to talk about about um, it? kind of wish Adam Driver's in it more. He's one of my favorite actors as well, and I feel like he was a little underused. Even though he this. was in there for like 45 minutes. He's in there for like 30 minutes. Hour. No, he's in there for like 30 minutes. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> no, he was, he was, yeah, that's how long he was in there for. Um, let's see. I feel like, yeah, I feel like this is a movie that most, you know, adults, uh, not people, because, you know, you don't want to make your, like, 10-year-old cousin watch this movie. But, yeah, like, no, you would I feel not like get it. most adults could, you know, get something out of this movie, whether you're an atheist or a Christian or you just like really good movies or... You know, you you want some. Um, you know, you want to see like a tale of somebody dealing with like you know a really hard time in their life, and you know, um, and and if we need to reiterate it, Adam Garfield acted the hell out of this performance. Oh yeah, so so good. I just need every. Everything was just perfect. Yeah, I need to see Hacksaw Ridge so I can compare yeah, the two performances and see which performance he was better deserving to get nominated for, since they both were from the same year. I just, I just want to Who know. Who won which Best was Actor better. for that year? Uh, let me see. I would say, um, you know, 2016 was a year I, I watched a decent amount of the movies from it, and I would say that's. Not just nomination material. That's that's best actor Oscar material right there. He was um, Casey Affleck did oh, for, for Manchester, Manchester by the Sea. Okay, I didn't yeah. see that. Yeah, me neither. Okay. Um. Yeah, it was. It was Casey Affleck, Andrew Garfield, Ryan Gosling, Denzel Washington, and Viggo Mortensen. Ryan Gosling for La La Land. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, he's you know obviously one another one of my favorite actors, but I don't. I just don't think that's like the same caliber of performance. No, not <clears throat> not at all. Sebastian in La La Land compared it's to kind of Ryan Gosling being himself. Sebastian in Silence is like, come on. It's like Ryan Gosling just be uh, a handsome. Hey, Ryan Gosling, be you that's great at jazz. All right, sure. (laughs) For two hours, yeah. No, but I would would absolutely recommend this movie to pretty much anybody. Yeah. Um, 
unless like you don't handle really heavy subject matter or if you don't like watching movies yeah <laughs> <There> you <go. laughs> you're crazy but is that it um that's it all right, all right what so would you rate it i think this this is a near masterpiece for me this is a nine and a half out of ten this is nine and a half this one is um you know i it, it's kind of hard for me to give a movie like, i have no issues with it whatsoever but it's hard for me to give um a movie that is uh you know kind of hard to watch in some points or you know a little like stressful like a, a 10 um i mean i suppose you you could for movies like schindler's list and stuff like that but um you know but either either way this no this movie was so so well made yeah um dragged a tiny bit in some places but you really feel the wrong time but yeah it was it was fantastic and it gives you a lot to think about as well <clears throat> yeah i agree I, it? Uh, i'm probably i'm struggling between like a four and a half and a five it's like really close to a five but like okay. kind of the same reasons of, that you gave it a nine and a half it's like it's just not quite enough yeah to no. reach a full <clears throat> five so I'd probably give it a four and a half. Okay. Nine point five. Yeah. It's like that uh, same thing with Motherless Brooklyn. You you were telling me it's like right in the middle. Yeah. No. It's uh, dude. Motherless Brooklyn got so much flack. I don't get why. Really? It's oh. so good. I thought it got good reviews. It was very mixed. Most people thought it was just trying too hard, oh, which cool. I didn't get that at all. I thought it was a really great, uh, just fifties noir film. With yeah, a lot of beautiful smooth jazz. Definitely on my list. So, All yeah. Right, so, shall we move on to the next subject? Let's see if we have any questions for this week. No, we don't. So, because you posted it like an hour before we started. Yeah. Well, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> I forgot again. So, um. Then we shall move on to recommendations. What shall you recommend this fine episode? So I would like to recommend, um, I'm sure there's some sort of confusion when I was talking about the cause of death thing. So basically it was like an, um, it was like an app and it was like a choose your own adventure type of thing, except it wasn't really choose your own adventure because there is like a narrative, which is very good by the way, um, that kind of went through, um, 16, volumes um so they called um with eight episodes in each volume uh, which are about 25 minutes about on average um but it's pick your path because you know whichever character you're playing as you're playing as one of the two main characters and it's like a detective story and you're trying to figure out who the serial killer is or whatever and you can kind of choose what to stay or like choose like um if you're in a fight are you gonna try and grab your gun or are you gonna like kick the pool cue out of their hand or right, whatever know. well yeah. yeah whatever it would be <clears throat> and um i, I just uh it, it's a really it's a really cool story and you really feel like you get to kind of know all the characters um and it's not on app the app store anymore but it's on youtube um someone uploaded all them playing all the episodes um, and that's fine because the interactive aspect of it is kind of gone, which is a bummer, but you can still just kind of watch the story unfold. 
um, and the person makes like all the dialogue choices or whatever. Um, but the soundtrack is so good. The dude. soundtrack is really I love good. the they soundtrack. They have like for good game, music dude. for, and it's a really obscure app too. And they have I don't know where they were getting all their music, but it's just really like good like mood music. The kind of like, but yeah. That, um, so definitely check that out if you're you know looking for your next TV show or whatever to watch. Um, should should probably take you maybe you to say like. Uh, I would say two weeks, but maybe you can do it in a week because of the corona thing. Yeah. You guys are all quarantined in your, in your house and do you got nothing else distancing. to do. So, yeah. So I strongly recommend that. All right. Cool. What about you? Um, I would probably recommend going and watching a ghost story because it's basically our life. Did you just watch that today? No, I wish. I just saw on Instagram. Hello. Um. Yeah, it was the hello thing of the ghost and the two different houses saying hello that movie was very good. <laughs> it was like this is how our life is gonna be now just saying hi to people f- through our windows so i would <laughs> recommend seeing watching a ghost story it's on netflix I feel it's like one I of my all-time favorite films you know it's really so. good and i feel like i didn't get it i liked it but i didn't like get how profound it was until like a couple weeks after yeah so i'd probably recommend just watching that because it's just probably the most beautiful movie i've ever seen in my life and god i i'm always thinking about it yeah that's probably Uh, mine so uh is that it well that's it yeah that's that's the pod then expect uh what are we doing next week uh under Under the the silver Silver lake Lake. all right that's that's our next movie yep under the silver lake starring andrew garfield as well with double feature in the garfield very different type of film this time very different film so um yeah uh if you guys want to get in contact with us uh you can email email us at the at gmail.com or you can hit us up on instagram at the miscast review um if you liked what your ear holes have just consumed then you can leave a rating and a review on apple podcasts or wherever you find podcasts uh i would suggest doing that because it would really help us push through the ranks and help us get a bit more exposure so i would greatly appreciate that um yeah that's pretty much pretty much all i gotta say uh we will see you next week under the silver lake all right yeah see you there peace out guys peace Peace.